0: Are you ready to get cooking? Help
1: yeah. me in. All you need are the right ingredients. Interviews. Home Call- and...
0: Every day.
1: Crazy people. What a lovely meal. Welcome
2: to J.J. Jackson's Food, Food Tips. The Basics and Beyond. The gourmet
1: kitchen is indispensable. Now, now. Now. The doctor of funk himself, J.J. Jackson. Wow, J.J. Hey, thanks for joining us again for another edition of Food Tips, The Basics and Beyond. It's a lifestyle show that's all about great interviews, chefs, home cooks, and everyday crazy people. We'll be taking some calls with special guests, home and restaurant recipes, especially if we can get them away from the chefs and if not, we'll do our best to guess them out so you can try them at home. If you love great food, great recipes, or you just want to learn a little bit more about what you're putting in your mouth, this is the place for you. Food tips, the basics and beyond. Food news. food news.
2: Time for Food News. Food news.
1: On Food Tips, the basics and
0: beyond. Lose is good food for your mind. Food news, 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 news.
1: In the land of herbs and spices, McCormick says it will have a brand new design for its spice bottles that will be really more functional than fashion. Yet, uh, it, it's going to be fashionable as well. The brand-new design will feature a new signature snap-tight lid that will assure home cooks that their bottles are closed tight, locking in flavor and freshness between each use. McCormick said that the new bottles feature clear label designs that showcase the quality of its herbs and spices. In case you didn't know, the more air you have circulating around your herbs and spices, the quicker they lose their punch. So, so check this out. This will at least help. little food tip here. Putting your older spices in a dry, warm pan will bring back a lot of their flavor. Toasting most spices like cumin, excuse me, cumin, paprika, and turmeric will work wonders. Actually, it does bring back some of their life. Now, if you try this with dried herbs, which are like, you know, dried plants, it's a bit harder since they're a lot like kindling and may even catch fire. So I wouldn't do that if I were you. Have you ever tried to regenerate your spices, or do you keep using the same bottles you had in the cupboard for the last 10 years? You tell me. <laughs> We're back again with Kay Treadwell. She was on uh, Atlanta Cooks, the radio show that we did, and uh, just uh, talked about uh, McCormick and, uh, and spices and some of the new things they're doing to try and keep their spices fresher, Uh, like a snap-tight lid, these things are going to be out soon. They may be in other areas uh, now other than where we're at. But, of course, uh, gosh, we're in in and around Atlanta, so uh, typically those things would be there. I haven't seen them on the aisles yet. Have you seen any of this new packaging, Kay?
0: I haven't.
1: I think it's going to be a while. You you know, I'm I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, but I, I have a belief that when spices come in, to some uh, uh, supermarkets that they may already be a little bit past their prime. I mean, I'm sure they try and keep them fresh. I mean, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the suppliers, they have to make them in mass quantities, so I can't see them just shipping them out the minute that they're, you know, mass produced. That just doesn't seem feasible. You know, some are going to have to sit on the shelf, Somewhere for a little bit of time,
1: right? Yeah, it's not like
0: it's supply I mean, and demand, and you know how often do people really buy spices? You know, you get a new bottle of poultry seasoning every Thanksgiving because <laughs> you can't remember if you have any, and then you get home and you know you've got five other jars. You know, hey, at least it's fresh for that year. You know, so
1: I I do that with uh with cumin. I. That, I, I mispronounced, I said cumin before. I, it, it just, I get so many of them, and then I buy some of them, you know, that are like uh, natural cumin, and I find them in different places. I, you know, I make a lot of uh, Latin American food, so, you mm-hmm. know, cumin's big. One of the warm spices like cinnamon and stuff like that, and I don't even get, I buy the big thing at Costco of cinnamon. And from what I've I, I've learned is uh, the saline cinnamon is supposed to be better for you than the Saigon cinnamon. Did you know that?
0: I think I remember reading that, you know, somewhere on social media at some point. But then when I get to the store, my mind goes blank and I was <laughs> like, okay, when was it? Well... You know this is the only one they've got, so I'll just get this one, you
1: know, yeah, so, and that's like when you make I a don't list
0: take a- <laughs> with my phone, I don't remember what the article said, yeah. you know,
1: that's like when you make a list before you go and you know you got everything on there, and you even check the fridge and you check everything else, and then uh, you get mm-hmm. to the store and you buy everything on the list, and then you get home and you go, "Oh man,
0: <laughs> I forgot <laughs> yeah. about
1: ten things." <laughs>
0: It's just, exactly I don't know what what you're gonna have for dinner that night yeah that's yeah.
1: that's the worst feeling in the world why you went to the store in the first place
0: right like
1: the <laughs> like the Costco phenomenon when you go there you say all right I'm just gonna pick up some chicken that
0: doesn't happen oh no and I never I just learned not to say that you know but I will say that I do not as a general rule I don't buy my spices like at Costco or BJ's because the jo- the containers are so big. Right. You know, I just stick to the the grocery store, which it kind of, you know, they're probably about the same price. I guess I could buy the bigger thing and, you know, be the same price and come out even throwing it away anyway. But, um, you know, I try to keep up with my spices a little bit. Do you ever you – know, but- they're a whole lot older than I yeah.
1: think they are, yeah. And I, I think everybody goes through that. And I, I try doing them in the pan, and uh, like I said before, I, it, it just the, you can't do it with herbs because uh, they just uh, they'll catch fire if you leave they them, in have, they'll burn, <laughs> yeah. So, you, you that, that's a potential hazard right there for sure, yeah.
0: Uh, what I normally do is I'll just like put in an extra half teaspoon or an extra teaspoon or whatever. And I have like kind of tried to crumble it up, you know, between my fingers to smash it up. I've heard that's supposed to help a little bit.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, but usually I just put a, you know, a little bit more in there. Now I will say that's when I'm just cooking for myself. If I'm making a dish to take somewhere, I will, you know, make sure it's got, you know, fresh, fresh stuff in it. But for me, it's like I'll just put a little extra in and hope for the best. So. Have
1: you ever gone to the uh, one of the dollar stores and bought uh, any uh, spices or herbs there?
0: Um, I bought some at Big Lots before, mainly just because I was there and I happened to think about it. But no, I don't really go to the dollar store for spices. That's a whole nother you go to the dollar store and you walk out and you spent $70, <laughs> how bad? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like happens at almost every store, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> exactly, yes, it does. It's like, you know, it's like Walmart. It's like, I don't go because I always spend 100 bucks, but I keep putting it off so much that I always spend 100 bucks when I go. So.
1: Uh, you know, it could be worse. It could be Amazon.
0: We're not going to talk about that. Do you know anything about,
1: anything about wine? I think I know somebody who does time for
0: Super
2: Wine Guy, Michael Gallant. Oh, yeah. Oh, he knows wine.
0: He knows. Yes.
2: He knows? The original wine connoisseur. He's been to France. Oui, oui. Whether you're looking for good deals on great wine or great deals on good wine, stand by for more food tips,
1: the basics, and beyond. Michael Gallant. I
0: love those things. With my
1: wine. Michael Galat is back, super wine guy, but not just a super wine guy. He's also a super food guy. He uh, loves to prepare food. He's a great cook. And I think we should start calling him now the super wine and food guy. I like it, but
2: it's too long, you know. So, okay. I mean, we have to abbreviate it or something, you know.
1: Well, so. you're really the wine specialist. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, uh, I know one of the things, and I remember this clearly, from many times when we got together, you always made risotto.
2: Risotto is probably my go-to dish. You know, I love to cook, and I love Italian food and French food and Asian and everything, but push comes to shove. You invite me to your house to cook. You're going to get risotto. You're going to get risotto. <laughs> and, and part of it is, is you know, risotto is never boring because you can do so much to it. Oh, you know? you can so,
1: change it. You can... Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you want to try and keep it Italian. so. Yeah. We're looking at the ingredients that uh, well, wine. Wine, yep, definitely use a little wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Parmesan, bottom of Reggiano, the good stuff, the really good, the good stuff. stuff yeah, yeah. maybe ground a Padano if you maybe. can afford it. Yep, and uh, and uh, chicken broth. Do you
2: use any? Yeah, depending. Yeah, definitely. So you know the the um, my risotto journey, which took twenty years, um, was one of those that at some point a light went off. And that light went off. Said to me, "It's it's not about the, um, it's not about the recipe as much as it is about the technique, right? And and you know people are a little afraid of risotto because you know there's, there's time, re- there's energy, some time you got to babysit it, you got to babysit it, you got to stir the heck out of it right. over the course of some time. And I, you know, you got to be prepared for that. But but one of the the most important aspects of that dish is the brodo, the broth, right? And you can Bro-to-view. make it, yeah, and you can make that from almost anything. I have a veggie broth I do when I'm doing just a straight vegetarian one.
1: Um, I have a, a a chicken broth one, Well, let, let's start with the, the veggie broth, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, what do you sink into your veggie broth? How do you prepare it?
2: Well, I invariably, you know, I'm a I'm a wuss, I admit it, and while I, I love the concept of cooking your broths over the course of 20 hours and reducing it and All using right. the bones and or veggies and everything, I'm a coward, I admit it, and I'm a, and it is one of my cheats definitely, is I buy commercial broth right. or stock, whatever it is. A box. Yep, and then I doctor it. Right. You know, I basically... That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, I basically get some veggies, I get some, you know, some garlic and some carrots and aromatics. some... Aromatics. Aromatics right. and some bay leaves and all that stuff, and I, you know, I, I heat it up, I kind of caramelize it a little bit, and then I add stock or broth or whatever to that and slow simmer it, you know, over the course of a couple of hours. And that does it. And Perfect. if I, if I have something that's going to go into the risotto, if I'm doing a, using asparagus or I'm using corn, I have a great sweet corn risotto that I adore. I'll Your take mushroom the cobs. and onions as well. Yeah, exactly. I'll take the cobs or if I'm doing a mushroom one oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll throw those in the brodo. Yeah, you're going to throw and, them in whole. Just, you yep, don't throw have them in to hole. you don't have to go crazy, them, right? you know, onions and all that and you just let it kind of cook and then concentrate a little bit and you know, that's one of the keys to good risotto is having a good brodo, a good broth. Right. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I have a good chef in town here who I adore who every time I'm in and we talk about risotto or whatever, he'll say Dude, you know you can just come here anytime and get broth from me because I'm cooking it over there. And I'm like, I know, I just never remember that. You that's, know, and that's I, a great idea. I know it's a great idea. Just go to find a, a chef you really like. Yeah, and
1: it's like getting pizza know, dough from a pizza restaurant. Right. Oh,
2: absolutely. You know what's yeah. one of my other favorite things I do is pizza on the grill, which I adore. Oh, me too. And. Um, yeah, but I don't like making pizza dough pizza, making pizza doughs a little bit more than I sign up for. And so, yeah, I go to Publix and buy their dough or I go to a local pizzeria and just go in and say, Hey, I need a couple of pounds of dough, you know, simple as that.
1: You know, one of the things that, uh, that I did, I was, uh, I had a Passover, uh, a couple of them, matzo balls and also, uh, absolute best Passover broth on a website called about.com, which okay. is no more. Oh, is that gone? I remember
2: that yeah, website. Yeah, really.
1: yeah, and they and, and they had me on there for for years, and uh, gave the recipe about getting an empire chicken, yep. kosher empire chicken, yep. and uh, sink it in the pot, yep. and then you know all kinds of aromatics around it, even a little fennel. Yep. Th- th- just nice. a question of what you want, as yeah. Long as it's kosher for Passover, right? And uh, when I started doing that, uh, I realized, which I probably knew before, is every culture has. A chicken soup a recipe. Chicken soup, yeah, yeah absolutely. Everybody yep. does Thai, Chinese, everybody. Japanese, right.
2: Mexican. I've had beautiful oh, Mexican chicken absolutely. soups, you know. So
1: yeah, I uh, so wh- one of the things I, I did at that point when I was cooking a whole lot more and you know trying to document it, yep. I, I was doing a, a Chinese stock. And the way you do that is you compound the stock. You make the first stock with one chicken. Then you go ahead and boil it down a little bit. Right. Then to that you add more water and another chicken. Really? Some Chinese recipes call for six or more chickens. Wow! Six times the strength. That's a lot of chickens. Oh, but can you imagine yeah. the you know how rich that broth yep. is and how good it? Yep. I mean, that was bone broth before there was bone broth. Well, that's so right. And, and it, you know, one of the things
2: I've learned to appreciate over the years because of the risotto, is the importance of that flavor. It's, you know, I, I use good Parmesan, and then everything else is kind of just great. Good Parmesan, I make a great broth, and everything else is just kind of gravy. You know, right, it goes in right. at the end, I, whether it's asparagus or it's chicken or it's mushrooms or it's whatever is kind of the feature. I, and and I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm an equal opportunity risotto guy. I have a, <laughs> I have a, a great Mexican grocery store on Buford Highway. That smokes chickens all day. When you drive past, they have these two massive black kettle smokers, essentially. And you can just see the smoke. And they just, you know, they take a whole chicken. Where is this? They, I wanna right, go. To- it's close in on Buford Highway. It's called Brito, B R I T O or T T O. And they go, a couple of them around town. 285 um, at that area? Yeah, um, more closer in than we're what in Atlanta, I go to. Is, yeah, we're in Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia. It's a, more closer in, southern end of Buford Highway. Almost into town. Okay. Um, Closer to Shambly. Yeah. Even further south from that, though. Okay. And so, I mean, literally, if you're leaving, you know, Buckhead and going up Beaver Highway, it comes up pretty quick. Close um, to 85. Yeah. And you basically, you go in and you go to the, the counter and you say, oh, I'll have one of those chickens. And they're all, you know, spatchcocked and they're smoked. Wow. And you get the a whole chicken like that. Like
1: wood smoked or are they tea um, smoked? I think they're know?
2: charcoal, um, but wow. they're really, and they're super flavorful. And so- Sometimes I get one of those and put that in the risotto, smoked chicken, so like smoked chicken and sweet corn or- smoked chicken and sweet pepper.
1: Wow. Awesome. So, know? Brito, if you want to buy some advertising yeah. on the show, we'd be happy to talk about you more. We, we, would we work for chickens? That's the question. I would yeah. work for chickens. I, I would work this for chickens, a, too. This <laughs> is a trade-out kind of yeah. a deal here. If, I mean, if we can get our food for next to nothing, yeah, that's, that's good, that's especially good, if it's from a restaurant. Yeah, that's a good scam. Yeah, so, um, okay, we can work that. Yeah. Oh, and you got wine. You could, uh, absolutely. I mean, there's yeah, some you have to wine. get rid of. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, all the time. So Okay, did we cover all the ingredients? No, ar- arborio rice. Arborio
2: so. rice. There's, there's really only two acceptable risotto rices, arborio and the other is canaroli. And they're a specific, you know, grain of rice that essentially over the course of time absorbs liquid. And when you, and that's why you got to cook risotto for a while because risotto will be not done, not done, not done, done. not done, done, done. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to watch that. That's right. Because all of a sudden the rice you know, absorbs. absorbs it. You know, and that's why you stir it. You know, essentially the technique is, you know, you you get the right. You start with a little shallot and some oil. You throw the rice in and kind of toast it. The kind arboreal of like a rice. little
1: rice aroni
2: thing. E- exactly, and you get it kind of toasted, a little coated with the oil, and then you start adding the broths. You know. A couple of you know ladles to start, and then you stir it and you stir it and it absorbs it. Right. Once it absorbs that, you put some more in there. And you and and people will say, well, how much you know how much broth? I don't know. It's just I just whatever I the rice it. will yeah. Can. I add it until it's done. And I've, there have been times when I've run out of broth and I got to kind of you know Imprevise. pump it a little bit at the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. And so and I use a little you know I usually before I start putting in the stock the brodo. I put a little white wine in that too. Same thing, it kind of bumps the flavor, gives it a little additional, and and you just do that. And yeah, the rice is, it's got to be that kind of rice. I've had, you know risotto made from a you know carolina gold or this chefs like to play with risotto right. and it's never the same it's just not you don't have it the creaminess absorb and, that's yep. right
1: it, do, it doesn't produce it's, its yep. cream so, so this other stuff canaroli mm-hmm. yep is mm-hmm. that uh, that that's an italian rice italian
2: rice very similar to arboreo you know it has the same kind of thing where it's absorbs moisture kind of thing and you don't it's just kind of the lesser known of the two but it does the same thing, basically. You
1: know? What What is the Italian noodle that shaped like rice? That it's orzo. It's orzo. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Now it uh, looks like rice. Yeah, you, it, it, you would. But think it's you...
1: not. It's pasta. Right, you know? and it will cook a whole lot quicker. Yeah, so, yeah,
2: exactly. Don't think it's. And I I love it, but it's confusing to people.
1: You well, know? the and the idea behind noodles yep. is uh, you don't really want it to absorb anything. You want it to be coated by yep, things, and exactly. that's what makes it exactly. like penne rigate or any yeah. kind of rigate, where you have the ridges, yep. where it really attracts the sauce. And it depends on the sauce yep. that you're going to want to put on. Absolutely,
2: it. there's so many. I'm fascinated by by noodles and by pasta because oh, they too. they have an amazing history, the way they're made, who makes them, what kind of um, flour they use, and yeah, they're they're it, it's it's an art form. You know, if you know your stuff, if you're a chef who knows their stuff, you know oh, it's this kind of pasta, it requires this kind of sauce. Right. You know, and I'm not going to, and they don't screw around with it, you know. And so, um, you know, they, they know what kind of works because, yeah, it's got to have ridges, it's got to cling to it. That's different than a spaghetti noodle, which has a whole different texture and a whole different, you know, sauce works on it basically. So.
1: Right. So you, uh, you're, you're made, you went, went to someone's home and you made this uh, risotto. I made risotto on Friday, last Friday. And so... Uh, Pretty good, I thought. You know,
2: wasn't my, wasn't the best I've ever made. But you know, you get to a point now where, when you do this enough, it's just a technique, and it ta- And it's funny because
1: Do you have it down to a time. I mean, a basic yes time. A
2: no, I, you know, I try to start early because I want the brodo to develop flavor. Right. But literally, you know, you chop up your veggies, you get the brodo going, and you just leave it. Alone.
1: Oh, you need yeah. to come with your own stock next time.
2: Yeah, and I, yeah. I tend to kind of. Yeah, because then it's easy. You know, yeah. you got your own stock, boom, you just get started on it. And that's. it takes some time, don't get me wrong. I get a at, lot of crap from people about how long it takes. Well, the, the, Is guys, done at, the guys at
1: Brito are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you think they got any stock around there? Maybe some smoke stock? That Maybe, I don't good. know,
2: that'd be good. But again, there are chefs, I mean, I have a chef in town who I'm sure if I called him and said, hey, I'm coming by, I need some stock, you know, and he'd probably, he'd always chef's always have stock going you know do they if not they, to are they, are they i'm sure they'd sell it to me but yeah. i mean i have some chefs who are a friend who would probably trade it for wine i was know? just so,
1: going to ask and you yeah. know i would i would offer wine yeah. you know to anybody just to see Absolutely. if it works yeah so but it's <laughs> you know it, it's
2: again and you got you got you know stocks vary widely depending on what's in it and what they're doing and who the chef is and what he likes in it you know right so. right
1: so uh do you have any uh, risottos that you've tried with uh different kinds of ingredients, maybe not, uh, different ingredients, but ones that are different with, uh, like, for example, have you played around with different kinds of wines? Yeah. Like there's some of the, you know, I've
2: had some Italian ones that, that use red wine, like a Barolo and, and man, they'll there, you look at these, these risottos, JJ, and they're they're red, you know. I mean, they are red, you know, because of the wine. That's really what it's a massive ingredient in these, and I've it's never, a little disconcerting to I've be never honest. Had, I've never had one. Yeah, like I've that. had a couple of them, and I like them. It's not my favorite. My problem with risotto is, is. is I'm fairly, you know, it's, it's again, it's a technique, it's all that. You know, the classic risotto has very, it basically has very little in it. It basically has, you know, cheese, your stock, and all that. Maybe it's a wild mushroom risotto, and that's in there and stuff. I, unfortunately, over the years, have gotten um, to the point where I put too much stuff in my risotto. I mean, plain and simple, oh... Ooh, the asparagus looks really good in there. Yeah. But another color would be
1: good. Yeah. You know I mean? The more, the more, yeah. the more. And it's and not us, the more, right? Yeah. It that, is not. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be a simple. It's thing. It's supposed to be a simple yeah.
2: thing. It's supposed to be again a, a texture thing. It's supposed to be a certain, you know, kind of moisture content. Um, and and it, it it's yeah. I have to kind of dial it back. Like I think the one I did on Friday, the feature of it was asparagus and some sweet red and yellow peppers that i diced really fine and and i did that because it looked it was really an asparagus risotto but that looked really good with yeah, that color yeah, right. you know what i mean and and so you know it
1: was it's fun you can experiment with a lot of stuff you know okay so one more time yep. before we go the basic ingredients are wine wine arborio rice arborio rice uh shallots shallots parmesan cheese yep uh and broth
2: and whatever you want to feature in it whether it's correct. mushrooms or Again, I have this love, I love this sweet corn recipe that you literally, you know, um, take the corn off the cobs, fresh corn, use the cobs to make your brodo, take a little of that corn and puree it. And then you essentially finish the thing with corn and some of the puree.
1: It's almost like it's got its own extra Yeah, a little bump,
2: exactly. And that's really good when you have really good quality sweet corn and stuff. But I like that one. And yeah, you see mushrooms a lot, and you see seafood a lot. Right. I don't cook seafood a bunch because it requires a different brodo, a different broth. And a
1: different time. Yeah,
2: the the timing is very fast. Yeah, one of the things with brodo, um, risotto can be very forgiving because it takes a long time. And I usually kind of cook most of the whole thing take asparagus or whatever the feature is and pre-blanch that or something. And I literally, at the end, throw that in with the Parmesan and yeah. just kind of bring it all together with a little more broth. You know, and you can kind of play with it at that point point, kind of adjust it a little bit, a little salt, a little pepper, that kind of stuff.
1: All right. So now if anybody wants the recipe, you can write to me, Jackson at gmail.com or write to uh, Michael at R-G-T-wine. Wine. At Hotmail.com. Hotmail.com. Last
2: person in the U.S. with a Hotmail account.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for that. Yeah. That wraps up this edition of Food Tips, the Basics and Beyond. Special thanks to Kate Treadville for being here, along with super wine guy Michael Gallant and our production wizard Dave Parker. Thanks for me, too, and the lovely patio furniture. You can get in touch with me by writing to me at RadioJackson at gmail.com. Until next time, I am J.J. Jackson, and this is Food Tips, The Basics and Beyond.